the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon and welcome to uh, another Saturday of Woods and Water South Carolina. It's kind of different today. I've I've got a wedding to go to after the show is over. So I'm wearing earbuds. I don't know. I may have to change this later on. This kind of normally wear a headset. And it's just a different feel. And But I don't want the big old hat band across the top of my head when I go to this wedding. So I will see. But, uh, boy, it's hot out there, isn't it? To be the first day of fall. Whew. I'm ready for some 60s. Yeah, 60s would be good. 50s at night, 70s in daytime, average of 60. I can go for that, as I'm sure a lot of other people can, too. Going to be a great show today. Got uh, Chris Brown from Angler's Channel is going to be on with us after the break. If you haven't been keeping up, and and I encourage you, look, if you're not a big bass professional fishing fan, tune in. It's going to be a fun show. It's You're going to get an education because there's been a lot of changes and, uh, well, we've got a new tournament series, the Bass Pro Tour with MLF. Uh, we've always had bass for the last 50 years, but they've made a bunch of changes. And then we've got FLW, who made some changes before this season started. So we've got a lot to talk about. Chris Brown with Angler's Channel is going to come on and be with us. And we're going to run through each of the three tours, kind of go over what's new, what's old, why some of this stuff is happening. So it'll be a good show. It's going to be a busy one. Chris is a great guy. And I'm sure we'll have a good time talking. Before we get to that, though, there's a lot of stuff going on that I want to get to beforehand. I have to keep hearing this squeal in my ear. <laughs> oh well. Uh, well, we'll 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 crunch on for a little bit longer here, and then we'll uh, we might switch back over to the to the headset. Sure enough. But anyway, uh, boy, if you're in the, of course, the Wilmington, North Carolina area, anywhere upstream. From Wilmington, if you're anywhere upstream from Georgetown, Conway, you've still got flooding going on. In fact, I think Georgetown is not supposed to peak in Georgetown until like tomorrow or Monday or Tuesday. So there's a lot of closures uh, that we need to talk about today. DNR property closures, Cartwheel Bay Heritage Preserve, Great PD River, the Great PD Heritage Preserve, Lewis Ocean Bay Heritage Preserve, Little PD River Heritage Preserve, WMA Samworth, Waccamaw River Heritage Preserve, Woodbury Wildlife Management Area, PD Station Wildlife Management Area, and additional restrictions at Lewis Ocean Bay, Waccamaw River, Little PD River, Great PD River Marsh, Woodbury, Seegers McKinnon Heritage Preserve. Those are all closed to at least vehicle traffic until further notice because you just can't get in and out. In addition, South Carolina Department of Natural Resources has implemented a 10-day closure of the hunting season for all game species, excluding alligator, dove, teal, Canadian geese, hogs, and coyotes. So what's that? Deer? (laughs) Pretty much closes deer season. For uh, the Great PD and Little PD River drainages, that's Chesterfield County, Marlboro County, or parts of, let's put that that way. It's not total. 
but parts of Chesterfield, Marlboro County, Dillon County, Darlington County, Florence County, Williamsburg County, Georgetown County, Marion County, and Horry County. The entire Marion County is totally closed down. The rest of them have areas that are closed, beginning at a county line to a road or something like that. So, and this is for deer hunters primarily. If you hunt in those areas, or you know somebody hunting in those areas, make sure they know that from um, 11.59 last night. No, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's see. Yeah, is it last night? No, sorry, the ninth, the 18th was when it started. And it'll be closed through 11:59 on the 28th. So about six more days, and they're gonna they're gonna revisit this issue just to make sure that everything is still improving. But uh, anyway, you can get a full list of property closures. I know the uh, the Forest Service for a little while had shut down some rifle ranges. I think all those have reopened now. Uh, they shut them down in, in like kind of as a preemptive thing before Florence got here, and then when Florence didn't materialize in a lot of those areas, they opened them back up. So I encourage you, before you want to go to a Forest Service rifle range, to um, some of the heritage preserves in the Great PD, the Waccamaw River area, and you want to know what parts of what counties deer hunting is closed in until the 28th, go to the Department of Natural Resources webpage. In fact, I'm going to pull that up right now. I think it's the first thing that pops up when you go into SCDNR. And there it is. Front page, SCDNR property closures and advisories. Uh, and then right below it, SCDNR declares temporary hunting closures in portions of the PD and Waccamaw River drainages. So keep that in mind. And also, we need to continue to keep those people down there on the coast in our prayers. Have you looked at the Weather Channel? Do you know where Florence is right now? It's east of Bermuda. It's some kind of, I don't know, tropical wave or something, but it has the potential to, to intensify into another tropical depression, maybe a tropical storm, and you know where it's coming, to the coast of South Carolina. If you look at the track, that's just incredible. That thing is came all the way off the coast of Africa, came up, came North Carolina, went south, went west, went north, went east. Now it's coming back south again and could turn west and go back around. So we're not done with Florence yet, I don't think. Luckily, they don't think it's going to strengthen much if it does come make landfall, so just can bring some rain with it. Of course, that's what we don't need. More rain on the coast of South Carolina. And people ask me all the time, why does it flood down there so badly? Well, you got to remember, it's flat. There's no place for the water to go. Once it meets up, once those river inlets and egresses and all meet up with the ocean, it just can't flow out fast enough. And it's flat, so it just spreads out. And once it starts spreading, it really spreads. And that's why we get flooding at the coast. You get flash floods in the mountains, but it's here and gone because of the terrain. But down there, it just flattens out, and you just got flooding. Anyway, be careful if you're going to go down there and that sort of thing. So anyway, with more uh, partial calendar uh, events brought to you by Visit Anderson Green Pond Landing and Event Center, uh, Paddle SC, Edisto River Adventure Saturday, next Saturday the 29th from 4 to 8. They're having a paddle party. Uh, they're discounted kayak rentals, tube rentals, shuttle services, live music by the Brady Smith Band. They got food and drink for purchase by the Little Red Barn Food Trunk. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a fun time. Paddle the Edisto. And uh, the free sh- free shuttle services from Old Mars, Mars Oldfield Landing back to the Edisto River Adventure. So 
some pretty cool stuff to get, take advantage of. Next weekend, Paddle SC is the website you can go to and find out more information about that. Uh, if you're interested, there is a free coaching clinic on October the 6th for those interested in the South Carolina Scholastic Sporting Plays, which is contemporary to archery in schools. Um, so we'll be hosting a free coaching clinic for, for the skeet discipline on Saturday, October 6th at the Watery Range. Our guest instructors will be Rick Wiley with 4-H Shooting Sports, a couple other guys. It's a three-hour instructor's course, and you can sign up for the morning or afternoon training session. One more thing is Duck Fest in Summerton. This is a fun one. Ed Paul always calls in and, and has, uh, has something to say about this. But Duck Fest is October 6th and 13th. And there's a lot of stuff. There's an open bass tournament on the 6th. It's, uh, it's it, from John C. Land Boating and Sports Fishing Facility in Summerton. Uh, there's a Duck Cup Sporting Clays tournament that Saturday also at Featherhorn Farms. Saturday, October 13th, has a 5K run, a duck run, dog retrieving demonstrations, duck fest, swamp fox regional duck calling contest, archer demonstration and turkey shoot fundraiser, a parade, a cook-off, all sorts of good stuff. So, Summerton, South Carolina, uh, they got all sorts. There's the, oh, uh, they're going to have cooking and the duck cup and the swamp fox regional the duck calling contest. I printed off all these pages. Saturday, October the 6th and the 13th, Summerton, South Carolina, duck fest, you can find out more. They actually have a website, duckfest.org. Pretty cool stuff. So, a few things to get you out there. As I, as I said, if you're headed down towards the coast and some of those areas had a lot of rain, be careful. Can't get in and out of some places. All right. Chris is already on the line. After this break, we come back. We're going to get right into it and dig into what's been happening in professional bass fishing. Yeah, those were good times that we shared. We thought those... Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. There's always, uh, in the last four, I guess, August of, yeah, August 2014 was my first, first real media event, which have been the Forestwood Cup down in Columbia, South Carolina. There's a group of us that, uh, we see each other at the Cup, the Classic, ICAST, oh, maybe a couple times if we're running each other at a tournament or something. But there's a group of us that, kind of a loose family, I guess you'd say, and, and Chris Brown is one of those family members. Chris, welcome to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Roger, I appreciate it. Man, it's great to great to be on with you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Glad you took time out of your Saturday to be here. <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, it's a beautiful Saturday here in the great state of Alabama. It's muggy and eighty nine degrees and about to pour down rain, and it's uh, it's been a beautiful day on the water. And um, you know, it's I know it's late September, but man, I really wish some cool air would hurry up cool. and get through here. It's getting a little warm. So. It's been warm for a while now, and uh, and I'm with you. I, I'm ready for some cooler weather. Absolutely, well, absolutely. Take, take just a moment, Chris, and tell us about Angler's Channel and yourself, if you would. Uh, Angler's Channel is a uh, is a website and a TV show. Actually, that's uh, we're actually based out of Columbia, South Carolina. That's right. And uh, we've been around for I guess about thirteen or fourteen years now, and I have been with the company for the last three years as president and kind of. Our, our owner, John Byrne, <clears throat> who owns a few other companies and, uh, mainly in radio and television. And, uh, he started this and uh, a few years ago he came to me and, and he said, uh, CB, I, I, I want you to come run English channel for me. And we laughed about it and I didn't think he was serious. <laughs> and he bugged me for about three months. And 
Uh, I've been in this industry for about 15 years, and I've done everything that I possibly can do besides fish the Elite Series or fish the Classic or the Cup. And okay. I hadn't done the media side yet, so I said, all right, let's give it a try. So yeah. basically what Angler's Channel is is we are probably – we have one of the largest tournament calendars on the web, and um, by that I mean whether you're trying to fish Hartwell, Gunner's Full, Clear Lake, or, you know, anywhere in between – if there's a tournament on on that lake, you know, any given day, if we know about it, it's in our database. Okay. And then we follow that up with results and everything else. And so we do uh, – we have our a television show, the Progressive Fast Wrap-Up, that runs on the Pursuit Channel on Sunday evenings at 6 Eastern. And uh, it's kind of a mini sports center, so to speak, okay. of bass fishing. We cover a lot of events across the country each year. And um, we do cover the pros, uh, but I'm going to tell you, that's really not my bread and butter. I yeah. want to follow the, the you know, Carolina Bass Trails yeah. and the, you know, um, the, the different Atlanta Bass Trails and the different grassroots events across the country. Yeah. That's our guy. Yeah. And that's what you and I fish. That's what we're involved in. And, um, you know, we just go to the to the Classic and the Cup, and I cast just to see you. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just to see me. That's funny. I've never been invited to go to dinner with you. Well, you know, I, I apologize. Maybe next year, though. So, maybe next maybe year. Next year. Maybe. You, can join uh, Neil and, uh, you can join Neil and Ron and myself, and we'll go eat some good food somewhere. That'd be great. I'd yeah. love to. It's so, fun. It's fun. I'd love to. But, uh, no, it is. And it's, uh, I tell you what, it's, uh, it, it's been a real learning experience for me uh, from the media side. But you can check our, web, our, uh, our uh, website. Um, our podcasts and, uh, you know, we do newsletters and everything else, uh, every day. So I'm pretty immersed in tournament bass fishing at this point and ready to wrap some of this up and get ready for the holiday. There you so, go. It's about so. over. It's about over. Is, uh, yeah. speaking of about over. Think. Yeah. That's what we think is, is Justin Lucas. I mean, is, is he got the AOI wrapped up? You know, it's, um, I, I, I firmly feel like he does. And, um, this was, uh, this is a tough one for me because Justin is a very good friend of mine and Josh Bertrand is a very good friend of mine. I couldn't think of two better people deserving of anger of the year. And, um, I tell you what, I feel like it, I feel like Justin's got it wrapped up. And by the looks of the rookie of the year, um, it looks like Jake Whitaker is going to take that from yep. Roy Hawk. So it's, yep. uh, that, that's been a big change there. So it's, it's, it's very cool to see. I look forward to talking to those two guys, yeah. uh, on Monday, hopefully on our podcast, but it's a, uh, it, it's, it's really good for Justin. I'm proud of him. He had a, a rough year last year, but to see him <laughs> bounce back like this and, and really, really step up is cool. He so. did. Justin's a great guy. He came to an event we had here in Anderson. And he was, you know, he, he feels like he got absolutely robbed in 2015 because of the weather. He said his practice yep. was great, came into that tournament, the classic, and was just ready to go, and the weather turned off cold, and he said it just, just sucked the life out of what I was doing. And he was so excited about coming back in 18 and didn't make the cut. So this yeah. is going to be good, and it's going to be fun watching him next year in uh, Nashville. Knoxville. Absolutely. Knoxville. Knoxville. That's right. Yep, Knoxville. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, we're losing track of where it's going. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just, they're just going to bring it back to South Con again next year. No, no, I'm glad it's going somewhere different. I'm glad it's sure. going somewhere different. All right. Well, look, there have been some, there, as long as I've been in this four years, everything has been kind of stable. I don't know how far back it goes to some big changes, but we got, we got big changes this year. Going forward in 2019, we've got a new tournament trail, the Bass Pro Tour, which is an MLF, um, 
sanctioned event. Uh, we've got Bass yep. making some big changes, and FLW is kind of sitting there going, "We're just going to stand where we are because we already made our changes." Uh, exactly. So let's let's start off with BPT. Okay. It's um, right. give us the give us the nuts and bolts, the short edition. Nuts and nuts and bolts, as I know it, is the MLF Bass Pro Tour. It's going to be an eighty-man invitation-only type field, and it's going to be a kind of an an expansion of the current MLF program. The the way catch and release conservation efforts that they do on their TV shows, and it's um, you know it. From the way it sounds and the way it looks, they just put a release out yesterday yep. kind of showcasing the payouts and things like that. And I'm going to tell you, there's a ton of money oh, yeah. being thrown in this deal uh, yes. for these guys. Entry fees are about the same as what they were at Bass, around, you know, forty five to 48000 for eight events. But the different qualifiers and the things they have lined out through Major League Fishing and is is pretty phenomenal in terms of dollar-wise. But then when you talk to some of the anglers, um, and I've talked to one in particular that has been involved in Major League Fishing and the TV show aspect of it in the past, and he tells me, he said, Chris, it's going to be a 80-man team that is not under a quote-unquote tour-type you know, platform, okay. and all the anglers make the decisions. You know, it's, it's brought to them for a boat. The anglers make, you know, vote yes or no or, or for the changes, and they have, you know, 100% say in what goes on. So and that includes from schedule to payouts to everything that's going on. And it's, it's gonna, it's gonna put, I hate to say it, but it's gonna, it's gonna tear a big hole into Bass's Elite Series field. Yep. Because from what I understand, the invitations that have been sent out is about 90% Bass and about right. 10% FLW. Yep. That's so it's it's a lot of changes there and a lot of things that are going on. And then, of course, you got bass that, you know, they, they've heard something's coming. They're not sure what. <laughs> I don't know if they were expecting a bluff uh, from MLF, but obviously they didn't bluff and they came out with it. And now I think bass is kind of halfway scrambling yeah. to figure something out. So, you know, you but, got the BPT. It's, it's what, for, there's eight regular season events. I guess you'd say eight, eight, eight regular season, season events. events. Then there's a, and then there's four MLS cups. cups. Right. And you have to go to, to to read the article to fully understand it because it kind of made my head spin. <laughs> but basically, it's like after after the first two regular tour events. Yep. The top thirty in points will fish a cup. cup. That's right. Yep. And and then, you know, and then after after events three and four, four. the top thirty in points then will fish a cup. Right. And so this goes on every two events and then um they will go to a world championship, which is let's see, I believe it is um a field size of thirty. Thirty. Yeah, yeah, thirty. So it's basically the you know the top no. ten from each of those cups, I guess. No, but, it's a field size of sixteen for the MLF Cup Championship. Well, there's an MLF Bass Pro Tour Championship. Okay, yeah, top ten. That's a yeah. field size of thirty. Thirty. That's it's right. going to pay five hundred thousand to to the winner, and then you got an MLF World Championship, yep. which is sixteen. It's going to pay two hundred thousand. Yep. So it. 
you, I, I, you know, I'm a visual learner, Roger. Okay. And so I've really got to kind of map this out some way <laughs> so I better understand it. Um, but, uh, I mean, you look at the payouts, though, even for a regular tour event, with a field size of 80 and, you know, first place is 100 grand, second place is 70. 70. And then it, you know, falls down from there down to 20,000 for 10th place. So, yeah. I mean, a lot of money being brought in, a lot of money being paid out across these events. Yeah, so. there is. Let me ask you this, though. MLF, we know the format is uh, catch, weigh, and release in the boat. And yeah. I haven't seen anything in any of their press release or anything. And I know when they came to Columbia, I tried to, you know, I was like, hey, you got a you know, media event or anything like that. We're like, no, this is secret and it doesn't, you know, they hold it until it airs on TV. Are there going to, are there going to be from anything you've heard or read, is there going to be anything for the average guy to go to a launch? Uh, If they have a catch way of release, there won't be a way in. Is there going to be the the hand to hand face to face that we have on the two tours? Now we got about two minutes left for the hard breaks to see if you can get it in. I, I I don't think they've got to have something. And, you know, rumor out there is from several good sources that they are going to have an expo. They are going to have some type of event because the way it's set up, you know, the field of 80 is split into two mm-hmm, groups. Two groups. have 40 fish on day one and three, 40 fish on day two and four. So in those two off days for the 40 apiece, there's got to be something, you know, that they can, you know, bring in the, the, the uh, community. They are going to release a schedule for these events because they have to just right. because there are practice days. And so they will release a schedule. So, you know, there's talks of an expo, then there's talks of, you know, not sure what they're going to do yet. <laughs> I, I'm not sure they know what they're going to do yet, Rob, to be honest with you. Yeah. So, you know, from people I'm talking to and sources that I have, nothing's concrete. So um, I guess I got to find out when they go to the first event next year. So You brought up something, and we've got about a minute left, so we may have to pick this up sure. starting in the first. You can have 80 angler field split into two groups. A will compete right. day one and three, B two and four. Think about this over the break, and let's talk about when we come back. How is that? Is that favoring? Because the weather changes, and the nice thing about having a three or four day tournament is people really you see what they're made out of over the four days, no matter what the weather is. So think about it through the break. Let's come back on the other side and talk about breaking those up into groups and how you think it's going to affect them. All right, sounds good. All right, all right. Hang on through the break. Back with Chris Brown from Angler's Channel. We're going to talk about a little bit more about BFT. We're going to talk about what Bass came back with and kind of the letter that we're just going to stand here that FLW said. Hang on through the break. More Woods and Water, South Carolina. Woods and Water, South Carolina. Again, we're joined by Chris Brown from Angler's Channel. Chris, you still there? I'm here. All right. What do you think? I mean, you know, when I was reading all the details and all and the the money, you know, I can understand the money, uh, the catchway and release for conservation, I can understand some of that. You know, the the media and fan interaction, I'm kind of waiting to see how that's going to play out. The splitting them up into two groups. um, Do you see any problems with that? You know, Roger, they're they're choosing who MLF is choosing who they consider to be the best of the best okay. uh, from what it sounds like. And so, you know, where 
you and I may be quote unquote fair weather fishermen. Those guys aren't. They've got to fish no matter what the weather's doing. Right. And um, you got to adjust. So it, it, it may be the ultimate test to these guys to be able to make an adjust from practice because someday some guys are going to have a day off between practice mm-hmm. and competition. Yep. And then, you know, and, 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 you know, some are going to come right out of practice and do it, and nobody really knows who's fishing who's stuff. And with an 80 man field, depending on the size of the lakes that go, I mean, I've, I've often heard that guys that fish on the FLW tour in a 185 or 200 boat field, nothing's ever your own. You're no. always fishing either behind somebody or with somebody. Right. Where an elite series with 110 or even now 80, 80. You know, you you got some stuff to to yourself to a point, but I mean, if you know, one day I'm on the juice and the next day I'm I'm sitting at the hotel, back you know, <laughs> with the water in my hand, and then you don't know who's on your juice. Yeah. You're not really defending your stuff, so it's. I think it's kind of. I mean, it's at best it's weird, but at you know. Also, you're talking about you know from what we understand, we don't know the roster yet, right. but from what we understand the best names in the business that'll be fishing this tour and you know they should be able to figure it out and adjust accordingly and it could be the ultimate test for those guys so it's going to be interesting that's for certain yeah that's for yes. certain I, one one angler one angler who i talked to last week that um that did not get the invite told me he said you know chris the thing about it is come january Every guy, everybody's going to go fishing. It's just a matter of which sandbox or which which playground <laughs> they're playing. True. On. So, that's yeah. true. That's true. Well, it's going to be interesting to see. It's um, that's uh, it's kind of the BPT in in a nutshell. And yeah. you know, it they are drawing a lot of their things from the elites. So of course you're going to have a reaction from Bass. And do you wonder if any of this on Bass's side would have come? With the new ownership group, or do you think that everything Bass is going to do, and we're going to talk about the changes to the 2019 <laughs> Elite Series, do you think some of this stuff was going to come anyway? Well, it's funny because <laughs> I give I give Bass credit for the fact that, you know, the release came out that MLF was going to create the Bass Pro Tour. Yep. And then Bass stepped up without knowing any financials from MLF. They stepped up and put out what they're going to do to redefine the sport of professional bass fishing for the 2019 elites. And is it a play to kind of coax guys that may have gotten the invite to stay at bass? Possibly. Do I think that guys are going to take note of that and, and say, oh, well, hey, they stepped up and, and come back? I don't think so. I think it'll be a very small percentage. I think yeah. it may be too little too late. Yeah. If all of a sudden that, you know, bass is now throwing in $3 million more to the pot, you know, for payouts and entry fees and everything else. Um, I, did you just have three million laying around for a while that you just decided <laughs> to throw into the pot this year, and or it, could we've been doing this over time? And that is the, that is the number one reaction I've heard from every elite angler that I've talked to over the past. Well, every, really, ever since uh, ICAST, when the rumors really start going, you know, and everybody was talking to ICAST about what this new tour was going to be and the proposed payouts and all, and you know, when when Bass came out with this, all of them said, well, you know, if we're doing this now, could we have been doing this all along? Or yeah. is this just forced a new management hand's team, uh, new management team's hand 
before they get a chance to impl- implement any of their own things. It's it's right. an interesting thing. It so, almost looked like it, you know you Bass didn't know in the details. It's almost like a preemptive strike. <laughs> oh, it was. It was. And I give them credit for not knowing details and then and then putting their stuff out there yeah. and saying here's what here's what's going to be and you know stepping up and saying hey we'll know what you guys are doing but here's what we're going to do yeah. and you know and now all of a sudden they, they kind of got their hand forced. To, to show what they could do, and then MLS can step back and say, okay, well, they're going to do that. Well, here's what we're going to do, <laughs> and throw some other stuff in that pot to sweeten it. And, you know, it's a – I don't know. It's a it's a deal where Bass had to have seen some of this coming. They had to. Um, I, I, I spoke with uh, a good friend of ours, Ken Duke, from yes. Fishing Tackle mm-hmm. Repetter last week. He was on our podcast on Friday. Uh, the English Channel Insider, and I, we asked him about this, and I said, Ken, could Bass have seen this coming? Could they have envisioned somebody trying to step in outside of FLW and kind of encroach and, and, and push buttons and, and see what they can do? And he said, well, you think about it, the last four or five years, however long Major League Fishing has been around, yeah. they've, they've come to Bass and said, hey, we want to partner with you, and Bass says no. And they said, okay, well, we just want to borrow 28 of your pros. We're not going to not going to afford them a living, but we're going to borrow them, do a made-for-TV deal, and Bass says, "Sure, go ahead, take them, use them. Yeah. Don't conflict with us. Don't conflict with you, yada yada." But at what point does Bass see that and go, "Wait a minute, yeah. what what is is are they going to become something big? What's going to happen?" So that's kind of my take on it. And one thing Ken brought up to us was. You know, they, they've, they've had to have seen this somewhere along the way. They've had to have seen something coming. And, you know, FLW made some changes back at ICAST that right. I applauded. I thought, man, those are great stuff. Yep. Their schedule comes out early, everything. They're, they're going the right direction. And then, you know, all of this kind of pops up and kind of overshadows it. So, you know, it, it it's, it's really going to be interesting to see once the rosters and the formats come out, you know, how all that's going to work. I mean, Bass has stepped up with some entry fee help and some early entry yeah. incentives and telling you that, you know, if you finish 80th place, you're going to get paid. Yeah. And yeah. there's a lot, there's a lot of guys, you know, way down that list that are going, I'm all in. I'll take it. <laughs> that's right. But I, I don't know how many guys though that are, you know, with the invite from MLS that are sitting there kind of, you know, you know, Thinking about going to MLF, that that the Bass deal turns them around and brings them back. Okay. I'd say two, maybe four guys max. I think, but again, I don't. You know, it's it's all speculation yeah. at this point. So. Well, even even before this came out from Bass and all, you know, there was they uh, uh, West Coast Bass or somebody brought, broke the story that they were canceling the uh, the, yes. the California and um, Oregon stop or Washington State stops. Uh, yes, sir. And that was a and that was. What everybody said was uh, the survey to all the anglers that you know the majority of them didn't want to go to the West Coast. Is that part right. of this trying to keep the elites happy? You think? Yeah, and it 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 was, and I think it was probably too little, too late. And I think it, that was kind of a double edged sword for Bass. You cancel the West Coast swing, which you know I can understand from an angler's perspective in a previous life. I've followed the elites and been on okay. tour with them, you know, just in the expo. Right. I've made that drive to Sacramento. Um, I, I know what that's like. I've, I've had to go through that rigmarole for about three weeks of travel of hotels and expenses <laughs> and everything like that. And it, it went out of my pocket, but I know what those receipts added up to, and it wasn't cheap. Right. And um, so I, I kind of see that. 
But, you know, it, I don't think that was enough to really, yeah. you know, change the mind of the fishermen. But then on the other side of that coin is you release all these new details of entry fees and we're going to pay you and the last place we're going to get 2500 bucks and all this stuff. And then all the guys out west raising their hand going, wait a huh? minute. <laughs> we travel now every year to the East Coast. Get, you're going to get paid to be here, so well, what? what's the deal now? So it, it's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of a double-edged sword for bass, but um, I, I feel for the guys in the west. I oh, do. Man. You know, it's, they, they've got great fisheries there. And they need to be involved in that. And, you know, you've got a, you know, a handful of guys that make that drive east every year. Every year. And basically, basically live over here on our side of the country for most of the year and then fly home when they can and, you know, everything else because that's where they live. So, um, it's, it's really, uh, it's professional bass fishing is a very interesting sport. So it is. is. (laughs) You know, the, the biggest thing that, that, that gets me with this, the new tour and the money change hands. There are going to be guys who are forced to make this if they get an invitation from a financial standpoint. They look at it simply from the money of, of being on the Elite Series as opposed to the money they can make on the MLF side. And then there are going to be right. guys that are so loyal to Bass. Bass has helped them, established them. It's putting those guys, really, they're the ones that you feel the sorriest for, you know? Oh, they are. They are. And then... You bring into this sponsorship dollars. Yes. You know, you got a guy that's sponsored by X boat company, X motor company, and X, you know, lure company that may be a sponsor of bass. Yep. And in a big way. And, you know, they've still got a contract with bass for a few years. They can't make a move to a new tour as a sponsor. So what do you do as, you know, Mr. Angler, you know, what what kind of dollars does the sponsorship afford you, and what kind of I guess sponsorship discrimination there is as to where you go and fish for the next year? Yeah. And you know, with that said, MLF is giving you a three year guarantee. Right. This is what we're going to do, payout wise, format wise, three years. Bass and FLW have just said a year. Yeah. So you got to look at that too. There's yeah. a lot of. I would not want to be a professional angler oh, no. after tomorrow. No. And come Monday morning when, you know, everybody's knocking on the door going, where are you going to fish next That's year? right. You know, That's what are you right. going to do? Because so, those, those invitations um, went out uh, beginning of last week, no, two weeks ago, I guess. Yeah. And they two had a series of yeah, meetings. Two, yeah, yeah series, series of meetings, Atlanta, Oklahoma, and then somewhere in between. I forget where the other one was. Uh, one one in one in Gunnersville. That's right. And it's to my understanding from pretty, you know, reliable sources that, the meeting in Oklahoma and the meeting in Gunnersville, a hundred percent of those guys that attended signed on dotted line. Okay, and this was prior to Bass's not, Bass's announcement of what they're going to do. Okay, um, I think they're still. You know, I, I don't know about the Atlanta meeting, uh, how many signed or didn't sign, but I think they're about two thirds full right now. Okay, to be honest with you. Is this going to be uh, from Bass's standpoint? And this is, I mean, this is their right to do it, I guess. Uh, an elite guy leaves. Is this a one-way ticket on the from the elite side? You think? Well, we've talked about that a little bit, and that's been that's been something I've been kind of pondering through my travels the last uh, last week or so. Is you know, MLF has said at the end of each year, there's or at the end of three years, there's you know the bottom ten guys in points. You know, you're going to get bumped out, right? And there's a qualification process to get in, so. A lot's going to have to change, I think, at Bass, 
for them to kind of forgive and forget yeah. and say, yeah, come back and, and qualify through the Opens or come back and, you know, welcome back to the Elite Series. I think by that point, somebody made a comment to me when all this was first announced that this is going to kill Bass. Yeah. And it's not going to kill Bass. It's not going to kill FLW. What it's going to do is it's going to make them do what they do with different faces, different yep. names. And and Kent made this comment the other day that, you know, realistically there could be a classic champ and an AOI champ in the next six months that won't be fishing elites next year. <laughs> and right. in twenty twenty there could be in twenty twenty there could be a classic champ that we've never heard of. Right. And we'd have no idea who he is. So I, I actually got a, a, a message from a listener um the other day, uh yesterday that said you know, you need to look at this too from the perspective of us guys that basically opens and sure. the coasters. This is opening a door for us to get involved into professional fishing. And he says, give me the opportunity. I'm going to fish the tour or if they invite me to the elite, I'm going. Yes. So it's not going for us to get involved in professional fishing more so. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a good, it's, it's, it's good and bad both ways. Yeah. So. And one of those anglers that, that is in the opens and doing really well is Patrick Walters. And I was, texting with him the other day yeah. and he said you know shoot yeah give me an invite i'm gone you know that's where i've been that's where i wanted to go all along and if you're gonna if they're gonna pull from the opens and some of those guys are doing real good some of the no names to the elite series you know patrick walter sitting on go and i think he'd be a, a, a wise choice if the elite series needed an angler well well, well but, but look at a patrick walters or brandon lester and some of those guys that are you know fair to midland on a normal elite series pack and all of a sudden they could be superstars. Yes, this sir. could be Patrick Walters could be the next I hate to say K V D, but he could uh, be the next guy could that's be. the face of bass. It could be. And, you know, there's so many of those guys out there, you know, they're gonna fill an eighty boat field, but you know, chances of us knowing half of them are gonna be slim to none. So <laughs> we'll have fun getting um, to know but, them though. But, Oh, but that's our job. We yeah. it, it's our job to make them famous, right? That's it. That's so, it. <laughs> you know, to, to get everybody to know them, and, and I, I welcome that. You know, yeah. but uh, it's going to be interesting. It will be. Well, let's uh, let's go to break here. I got about a two minute break. Come back. We'll finish up this. Talk a little bit about FLW and uh, make our last remarks. Hold on, Chris, and hold on, everybody. Back on the other side with more Woods and Water, South Carolina. Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Final segment, Chris Brown with uh, Angler Channels with us. Chris, you mentioned something right before we went to the break. You got a cup coming up, and you've got a classic coming up. And in MLF's official news release, they said that their tournaments would not conflict with those two opposing tour tournaments. Do you think we're going to have some guys on the Elite Series jump the MLF and still come back and fish the classic? Absolutely. The classic's the classic. It's it's the deal. I mean, from probably from the time you fished your first tournament to the time I fished my first tournament and crossed my first weigh-in stage, no matter how big or small it was, you know, you see the Bassmaster Classic on TV, and it's 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 the the granddaddy of them all. It's it, it's the deal. I think if you qualify for the Classic, you have to go fish it. You have to be there, no matter what your feelings are towards bass or anybody else. You you have to be there and fish it. Um, are you going to be welcome with open arms? Oof. Probably not. But you did qualify. You did you're qualify. right to be there. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, you were talking about bass and, and making their to come out with their any angler field matching the eighty angler field of the of the uh, Bass Pro Tour. 
you almost wonder if they had some inside information on how many people were going to be fishing MLF. Well, it, they, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they did. I'm trying to remember what the, um, what the initial press release from MLF said. It may have said 80 anglers. I'm not sure. But it's long been, ever since the elite 100s and the elite 50s and the things they've tried to do, you know, back around 2009, 2010 with, within the elite series and kind of cut that field throughout the year. You know, anglers want that smaller field, you know, sure. for, you know, better payouts, you know, better competition. And, you know, Bass has always been the one that does that. And, uh, with, with the elites, you know, 108, 110 guys, you're going to bring that down to, you know, 80, you know, that I've talked to several guys that have committed back to Bass that said, you know, that's, that's incredible for us. That's what we want. We want that smaller field. And um, it's going to be a better opportunity for us to make more money yeah. that way. And now with the payouts and like that, it's going to be, it's going to be obviously even better. So. You know, okay, so we spent time on the new one, spent some time mm-hmm. on the bass. Uh, mm-hmm. FLW made some changes at, at ICAST that I think a lot of their pros really welcomed. Uh, one of the comments I've always gotten from them is I shouldn't have, as a professional fisherman, I shouldn't have to fish defensively against the guy in the back of the boat. Uh, yeah. So FLW. Cut the, uh, they're going to cut the field down a little bit, and they did away with co-anglers this year. Do you think FLW, because their letter came out essentially saying, here's what F- FLW is, here's, you know, we're going to concentrate on what we've done all along. Um, do you think they're just waiting to see how their changes affect their tour this year and how the other two tours flush out before they do anything else? Well, I think they knew all along that there's only going to be a handful of guys that were going to be plucked from their their core group of anglers to go to major league fishing. So the announcement they made at ICAST, I honestly don't think they knew anything at all what was going on. They've been getting pressure from their anglers to get rid of co-anglers. And, I mean, not too much get rid of them, but remove them from the boat. Clint sure. Davis put it best after the cup when I asked him about, you know, being a co-angler and, and he wanted to vent on Pickwick Lake behind Mark Rose okay. as a co-angler. And he said, it's like going into the championship of the Super Bowl game and you're coming down to the final three seconds. You got to kick a field goal to win and you pull a guy out of the stands to hold the ball, you know, for the <laughs> kicker. That's how, that's kind of his, you know, his analogy to it. And he goes, you're not going to do that. Right. And here we are. I've paid the big money to fish up front. Right. And now I got to share my fish with this guy. Yeah. So for them to make that move, I think that was a huge deal. To put in a qualification process for 2020 was a big deal. And in my mind, FLW was climbing that ladder, dude. They're chasing bass. They're climbing that ladder. They're neck and neck with them, and they're making the right moves. We go to the cup. And then they announced we're coming back to Hot Springs next year on Lake Wachita. <laughs> and, and they took a step back, in my opinion. They did. And I, I, I told Joe Opeger, you know, the yeah. communication guy, I said, dude, yeah. you're killing yourself. Yeah. I love Hot Springs. I love Lake Wachita. But put it on Hamilton. Do it Do it somewhere closer, you know, close by. Don't go back to watch. And ultimately they did. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't because of me, but they did come back to Lake Hamilton. <laughs> but, you know, the qualification process to get in, uh, for 2020, they're making steps in the right direction. It's long been known if you got the money and you can pay to play, come on, you can yeah. fish with us. Yeah. And I, I see that going away. And in my mind, in my opinion, mine only, FLW has always had the best way to become a pro through the BFLs, yep. the Costas, and the Tour. They got the farm and plan. I've got, 
They do. They do. And I've got buddies that fish team tournaments. They do well. And they're like, man, I could be a pro. And I'm like, well, then go fish BFLs. Yeah. See, see what you can do in a BFL. Yep. Go, go fish a pro co-deal and have that guy in the back of the boat kind of pushing your buttons and see what happens. <laughs> and they come back and they're like, that ain't my cup of tea. I'm like, well, there you go. There you go. So, and, and some go, and, and some excel and some go yeah. further in coastals and, you know, they lose a lot of money, but they earn some too. So FOW has always had the best deal. For them to come out, you know, I mean, they made their statement. This is what we're going to do, and right. we're sticking to it. I, I know some of their pros don't like it, but right. for them, one, to even comment on the other, for um, Major League Fishing and comment on, on, on Bass, you know, on their tours. I reached out to Bass for a comment on their 2019 announcements, and they told me we don't comment on other tours. <laughs> they declined to comment. I'm like, okay. And so now I'm begging for my classic credentials back, I guess. But, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those deals. But, hey, they, they, you know, they talked about the tour, talked about themselves, and they kind of went that way. I mean, for them to say, we aren't going to comment or no, we're not going to do anything. Yep. I mean, they're going to have to make some changes down the road, but they've, they've sacrificed quite a bit as it is yes. going into next year, yeah, in my opinion. So. Well, Chris, man, I've had a great time. We need to do this again sometime. Oh, this has been fun. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, absolutely. Uh, so thank, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, real uh, quick, where are you headed next? Got about a minute. Well, I am, I'm going to get out of the truck, and I'm going to come around the back, and I'm going to pick up a camera. Uh, we are actually filming an Alabama Bass Trail uh, tournament uh, today on Pickwick Lake. I'm going to finish this up, and then I'm going to go home, and I might go fishing tomorrow. I don't, I'm not sure yet, but we're going to do something here soon. Very good. <laughs> so, well, well, man, be careful, be safe. Look forward to seeing you again soon. Absolutely, bud. Thanks so much for having yes, me. Yes, sir, Chris. All right. Well, there you go. You've had the the whole rundown as far as what we know right now, and um, it's 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 interesting. There's a lot of changes. Sometimes change is good. It's going to be interesting to see when MLF comes out with their final whatever they're going to do as far as launches, weigh-ins, what kind of interaction because their whole thing is the TV deal. They're eight hundred some hours of television and all. But I tell you, it's going to be tough to beat Bass's live crew. Tony, Tommy Sanders, uh, Davey Height, uh, Ronnie Moore, you know, those guys are good. It's going to be hard to compete. They're going to have to bring in a team, uh, even on their own line coverage, to compete with the commentary you get off of Bass. So it's going to be interesting. I'm not going to go where Chris has gone and get my media credentials revoked by Bass. I'm going to, I'm going to play nice and, and, and keep them all. But We'll, uh, we will have, as we know more, we'll get it out there to you. And hey, man, I hope Justin Lucas wraps it up tomorrow. As really nice guy. If you've ever had a chance to talk to him, even being from California, he now lives in, uh, Birmingham, Alabama, I believe. Just a really great guy. And wish him all the best. Tomorrow, Alex Chatuj, if you want to go out there and watch it, you can. Yeah, I think way in blast off seven o'clock, seven thirty in the morning. Of course, way in the morning afternoon. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed it. Always, this temperature will get cooler. Make plans to get out there. Take the back roads when you can. Don't forget the camera. Back next week with more woods and water, South Carolina. Start.
retired general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.